Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Johnny Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let's go. You ready? Hey, what happened to that rain? I got no rain. Did anybody get rain? We, we talked about and talked about that all week. I got drizzle. Nothing. A little bit of drizzle, drizzle. this morning. No, I looked on the streets this morning. There was nothing. Eric is reporting thunder at his house. Deborah is reporting drizzle. Now or yesterday? This morning for me. Last night uh, when I got home from the Lakers. Uh, I guess it stayed north. It didn't come further we south. We have uh, very dark clouds in Burbank. Wow. Doom clouds. It's exciting. Kind of fits the mood. Can I make uh, a quick cor- correction that I, I kind of screwed up the Dow? You screwed up? I did, I know. It never happens except for just now, so I, I just want to say the Dow closed down 180. I, I read it wrong. I, what, you had the million 80? What? I said 35, and that was the S&P 500. So I just I don't want people thinking know. I'm a ding-dong. Somebody well, drove off the road I with know. your incorrect information. I, I know. I, I feel terrible. So I needed to rectify the situation. So thank you for indulging me. They lost even more money yes. than they thought. Yeah. That's that kind of day. In fact, uh, if this were Russia, we might jail you because they're going to start putting people in prison for 15 years for fake news. Oh. That's it's true. supposed to be about the war. But, <laughs> but this was an honest mistake. I need glasses. Not, I'm sorry. Right. No honest no. mistakes. <laughs> we uh, Also, they're executing people, uh, or they're threatening to. Not over fake news, but over protests. Okay, good. So don't. Okay. <laughs> don't scare me like that. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, I t- you know what? I, after last night when they were shooting at that nuclear reactor, I say anything can happen, honestly, at any moment. I hear they've got uh, a, a new set of uh, tanks headed for the second largest nu- nuclear reactor. They're about 20 miles out as of this morning. Well, that's the strategy, right? You yeah, have to they're capture gonna... their supply lines and you have to capture their big resources. Uh, Once you cut off the people from water, power, and then all the shipping lanes, they want to take all the coastal ports. No, they're going to they're gonna blow them up and kill everybody. I don't, Well, they took over the power plant that we talked about last night, the nuclear power plant. Remember the one that we spent yes. the whole last hour of the show on? The Russians yeah. do control that now. Yeah, isn't that great? There was in, it was this information was going back and forth. And then apparently today most news services say that uh, Russian forces have taken over this uh, power Excellent. plant. Excellent. That makes you feel good, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's to blow everybody up. I think it's to maintain oh, control I, over the resources. Oh, that, of the I country. think he, I think he's willing to blow everybody up. I do. Uh, maybe, I, <laughs> including himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's what will happen. Oh, people commit wants, suicide every day. He wants to go out in a cloud of nuclear dust. Uh, it's huh? in the history books. This would be Defe- quite a dramatic suicide. Quite a dramatic murder slash suicide. Defending, he uh, murdered billions of people first, then he killed himself. Yeah. No, I was just reading an interesting piece. I just started reading it uh, about uh, the writer uh, apparently hosted uh, all the uh, NATO and American geniuses war games. He did this in 2019. Uh, Is there any conceivable way that um, you can have a war between NATO and Russia without Russia eventually uh, killing a billion people via nuclear attacks? I'm going to read it further during the commercial breaks. I'll I'll let you know how this turns out. But that's, that's oh no the conclusion yet. I thought you well he does have a conclusion, there. but I'll 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 save it. Look at that. Unless you want it right now. No, no, you save it. Okay, I, I'm, I'm right. to think about it. And uh, these are high level think tank guys. They rehearse these war games all the time, and the last time they did it, they it was it was over exactly this kind of situation. I'm starting to get a little fed up, though, because it reminds me of the run-up to the Super Bowl. You turn on these sports shows, and it's just a whole bunch of speculating and analysts, and this is going to happen, this is going to happen. It's the same thing with this war. It's a bunch of generals and other specialists who are trying to predict uh, which way this will go or how this will go. I just think, yeah. just let them play the game. Well, just <laughs> let them play the game. <laughs> yeah, really. It's because the consequences are different. You miss on the Super Bowl, you lose 100 bucks in a bet. I understand. They miss on this, and uh, well, obviously the speculation ranges from gloom and doom to like you know Putin gets knocked out of power, either somebody kills him or the Russian people. Well, nobody knows. There's all sorts. Exactly. That's my point. Nobody knows. So why this incessant babbling about? Because everybody's scared. Speculating. Because everybody's scared. They're trying to figure out is there a way to get rid of him without triggering uh, a nuclear blast here. Don't you think there's somebody? In Russia, who will say, we're not doing that. Yes. Because it means the end of me and my family, too. Yes. He can't, he can't launch everything himself. But can, 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 can they interfere with the operation, or can they get to him? I'm sure there's a lot of people in the Russian government who uh, are horrified by what's going on. I mean, they're not all psychopaths. He is, but not everybody else is. They're just all scared. They're all obedient to the government. It's... This is, uh, this is my issue with uh, government power, is eventually you get a lunatic, and then you're stuck, and everybody's scared. Well, oh, here's what we just found, a piece of audio that just came out this afternoon. It's from Trump. He was golfing in Palm Beach today. Yeah. And apparently he had a conversation with pro golfer John Daly. Remember John Daly? Oh, the big fat guy. You should see what he looks like now. Uh Go to the Daily Mail website. He's got a Santa Claus beard, and he's even twice as big as he was. I th- yeah, he had problems with, I think, alcohol. I thought he was dying of something last I heard. John Daly. And he gets in terrible... Uh... Oh, well, Ray just told me that maybe the, the link isn't that audible. It's a Daily Mail story where apparently it looks like Daly put Trump on the speakerphone. Uh-huh. And then recorded it. Oh, I see. 
Oh, what did he and say? He's bragging about how he would have handled Putin and the Chinese president, or how he did handle those guys when he was president. Um, well, did you find? Yeah. No. Do you have it? Can you play it? I mean, if we can hear it. No, he's a nuclear power. It's like they're afraid of him. You know, he was a friend of mine. I got along great with him. I say, Vladimir, if you do it, we're hitting Moscow. I said, we're going to hit Moscow. And he sort of believed me, like 5%, 10%. That's all you need. He never did it during my time, John, you know. No. We're all talking about it. No, it's Why funny. Why did he do this during the last four years? Because he knew he couldn't. It's funny how she didn't bother you either. Yeah, no, she didn't bother me. And he, I told him the same thing. He... Yeah, so well, we can give you the transcript of that, although I understood it pretty much. Yeah, well, he's, um, he's saying, he goes, This I, is Trump talking to pro golfer John Daly. And, and he told uh, Vladimir, uh, you do that and uh, we'll take out Moscow. We're hitting Moscow. We're going to hit Moscow. He sort of believed me like 5%, but 10%, that's all you need, 5%, 10%. Right. He Makes, never did it during my time, John. We're right. all talking about, why didn't he do this during but, the last four years? Because he knew he couldn't. But, but, and then he said about the Chinese President Xi, he didn't bother me either. I like the last part, though. You won't have any computer chips. They'll blow them off the face of the earth. That's He thinks that uh, Xi is going to invade Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, that, that apparently is where a lot of the supply... And, and, I just found that out yesterday, that this, a lot of the world's... Uh, Taiwan dominates the semiconductor oh, chip manufacturing we, we, industry. We have so screwed ourselves with our trade policies it's like it's like everybody went out of their way to eventually bring down our country by outsourcing so much crucial uh, not not just fossil fuels but chip making and all kinds of manufacturing should never had been done overseas in 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 uh, the the amount it's be, being done should never have done that because we have given power away now to all the lunatics they have they we owe them enormous amounts of money. They have the manufacturing. They have our gas and oil that we need. I mean, it's absolutely insane how we've mismanaged the country over the last twenty plus years. Just absolutely insane, and all for short term greed. It was stupid, and in the end, it didn't it didn't keep prices down. Right? You see prices uh, down? No. That's the problem with having a world economy. Remember this started when Bush was president, all this idea of we're going to have more of a world economy, you know, so stuff can be made in other countries no, cheaply it, and we can bring right. it in here and have cheaper prices. And Yeah, I know. That was that was the lure is cheaper prices, right? That's what all the, the, the common people went for, the cheaper prices. There's, there's, there's a payback for that on the back end, and it took over 20 years, but now here it is. Now, now we've, got, we've got shortages, the supply line shortages, because everything was shut down. Now we've got uh, oil and gas. Uh, Russia can hold that hostage to, to Europe and, and to us to, to a lesser extent. Uh, the computer chip shortage, that's, that's, a, that's a Chinese phenomenon. And we can't build anything without computer chips. It's impossible. Can't, can't build cars without computer chips. So That's one of the reasons we're having shortages in new cars. Yes. Shortage. So we, we've conceded so much economic power to nations run by by insane people. But as far as Trump goes, going back to what he said to John Daly, it's like that's those stories have been floating around. And you might say, oh, that's just Trump bragging and, and blowing off his ego. Except isn't that what a lot of people feared when he took office, that he would do exactly that? 
Yeah, that's what the, one, a New York Times writer said that. We played the audio last week that uh, Putin maybe thought Trump had the X factor, that he couldn't be sure what Trump would do. Right. So sometimes that kept him in check. Right. So you waited out. Whereas if Biden's asleep at the wheel, he's a doddering yeah. old man. Right. And this was Obama's policy, too. When they took Crimea, that was while uh, Obama was president. When he, because uh, Obama was a world citizen. Yeah. And, when, <laughs> and, and Obama basically said, hey, there's nothing we can do if uh, Russia takes Ukraine. That was his attitude. It's like, what are you going to do? So right. he opened the door. Trump said, yeah, well, we'll uh, take out Moscow. Okay, Putin puts the brakes on uh, his plans for four years. Trump passes through the system. Here comes Dementia Man. Of course. Right, we'll talk about this. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham apparently uh, made a comment this morning that maybe somebody ought to assassinate Putin. Oh, I just found a pretty good story about how they protect him. Oh, it's fascinating. Uh, more coming up. Oh, John and yes, you're, you're going to solve the... Uh, the answer to uh, the end game here, right? Yes, I, we'll get into that. I'll call up that story right away. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobell, Ken Shampo, KFI, and 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right. Uh, so this morning and last night, uh, U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham uh, actually made a statement. The only people who can fix this are the Russian people. Easy to say, hard to do unless you want to live in darkness for the rest of your life. He initially put out a posting referring to uh, Colonel Klaus von Stauffenberg, who attempted to assassinate Adolf Hitler with a suitcase bomb during a Nazi Council of War meeting on July 21st, 1994. He said, is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the Russian military? The only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. So, uh, of course, <laughs> apparently... Jen Psaki said today, the press secretary for Biden, it is not the official position of the U.S. government to assassinate Putin. It should be. That, I guess he was asked that question, yeah. Maybe Who knows what's be. going on in secret operations, right? But Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's carefully worded. It's not the official position. In other words, right. we're not saying this out loud and sending it out on White House stationery. Yeah. And the usual response from the, the Russian media was, he's a drunk. They say that a lot about foreign leaders who criticize the Russian government. Right. They yeah. just call them drunks. <laughs> it's one of their favorites. Uh, Putin apparently does have pretty uh, pretty severe protection. He's got bodyguards who have bullet bulletproof brief, briefcases. And inside the briefcases, too, are high-powered pistols. He also uses uh, look-alike stand-ins. Remember we heard that about Saddam Hussein? Who wants that ago? job? Um, <laughs> what, they went looking for bald 70-year-old guys? Yeah. Apparently, he considered it when he went to visit Chechnya during that big war that went on there. He was going to go there, but they thought maybe you ought to send a stand-in instead just in case it could get ugly. But he turned down the idea, but it gave uh, belief that it does exist. He actually still has food tasters. That's like right out of the uh, yeah. well, espionage I books and movies, right? I have that, too. You have a food taster? Oh, sure. Somebody bites your hamburger before you. In case somebody sneaks in a vegetable, I I need. Uh, I have another guy. He. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And of course, everybody knows it's not just uh, his safety. It's COVID. Uh, we all laughed about the extremely long table he sits at. Apparently, he requires that just about everybody maintain a distance of at least twenty feet. And um, yeah, he actually did don a hazmat suit, complete with a full face respirator before he visited a Moscow hospital that was treating coronavirus patients two years ago. So how's that for precautions? Well, yeah, that's except that's a sign of insanity. It's not just he's got 
different personal choices than the rest of us. It is he's he's truly crazy. He's paranoid, and, yeah. and and he's and he's extremely unpredictable in the way that it, you know, if you see a psychotic guy on the street who's waving his arms and talking to himself, you don't want to walk past him because you don't know him to pull out a knife and, and plunge it in your neck. And this it's is that what the Democrats said about Trump for four years. Well, I mean, they had a point. He's crazy. Well, he, he could do was. anything. He'd kill us all. He was. Yeah, he's really unpredictable. I mean, I, I got I got that part of the uh, critique. Yeah, that uh, I think on purpose. I it might have been an act. Uh, he he might have been very calculated, in the in the same way that if he really told uh, Putin in his story that you know you you do anything funny uh, I'll take out Moscow, uh, that he knows when you say that with the right authority for the rest of Putin's life, it's in the back of his mind. If Trump's in charge, yeah, he might do that. He does seem crazy. He does seem a little unhinged. Now, you can really be unhinged, or you could calculate that persona, and who can tell the difference? Now, Putin, Putin though, I think is unhinged. I mean, uh, I'm convinced now after the nuclear reactor uh, target practice yesterday. Yeah, scary. Uh, Putin's bodyguards are uh, quite the elite staff. All of this is coming from a website called Beyond Russia, which is run by something called TV Novosti, a state-funded operation. That oversees, oh, the RT Propaganda Network, which apparently has been pulled, right? Didn't they just lay off everybody? Yeah, they they shut television? down. Uh, they're handpicked. Uh, they have to go through operational psychology training, physical stamina. They have to be able to withstand very cold and very hot, hot weather. Uh, they have these special briefcases that are actual shields that they can just hold up to uh, deflect bullets to protect Putin. They have these special pistols that they carry with armor-piercing bullets. Uh, apparently there's a famous video from 2018 where the uh, mixed martial artist Conor McGregor threw his arm around Putin's shoulders and one of uh, Putin's bodyguards stepped right in there and gave him a nasty stare and separated him quickly. You don't get that close. You don't do that. Right. Because he you, got the message. You could inject him with some poison doing that. Right. You might have a little uh, syringe in your hand there. Says here they're done at age 35, though. I guess he wants them young and strong. And then they get powerful positions in government. Mm -hmm. They could be regional governors, federal ministers, special service commanders, presidential administrators. They're, they're highly rewarded after their service. Next thing you know, they're, uh, they're an oligarch. They're, they, could be, they could be an oligarch, right? <laughs> um, yeah, in 2016, Russia Beyond noted longstanding rumors that they sometimes employed a presidential body double to ensure the safety of Putin, who's referred to as body number one. Well, we got to kill him and the body doubles. Anybody who looks like Putin, take them all out. Yeah, it's probably true. All right, did you find out anything about the, the end game of this? Uh... Well, I want to read the whole setup here so you understand. Oh, right, you told me after the break you'd give me the answer. Well, I, I will. Well, let's 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 do uh, the news, and then I'll, I'll I'll do the setup and tell you what they what they figured out. This is. This is a simulation that they did at the highest levels with government officials. What would happen if, and actually in 2019, they did, what would happen if Putin invades Ukraine? What would be the moves and the counter moves? It's like, you know, forecasting a chess match. It's really cool. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, a special interview coming up after 3 o'clock. We'll have Michael Schellenberger back on the show. He's the founder and president of something called Environmental Progress. He's also the author of a book, San Francisco, about the out-of-control homeless and drug problems in that city. 
He's also got a new column, Europe is financing Putin's brutal invasion of Ukraine. And that's the over-reliance on alternative energy sources, leading countries of Europe, particularly Germany, to depend on Russia for oil and gas. He's going to talk about both these things. On the homeless issue, it's the announcement yesterday by Governor Dippity Doo of this new CARE program, where allegedly there might be conservatorship used to take some of these homeless uh, people with mental health problems and drug and alcohol addictions off the streets. And uh, Michael tweeted out yesterday that the way it's set up, where the counties are going to be running this, not a good idea. And he'll explain what he means by all that right after the news at 3. All right, so this uh, article uh, I found, it's going around. It's uh, from The Federalist, uh, which is a political news site. And it's written by Harry Kazianis. And he is a think tank guy. He's the senior director at the Center for the National Interest, which is a think tank with, that was founded by uh, Richard Nixon. And he also was a foreign policy advisor to Ted Cruz when he ran for president in 2016. So... Uh, Kazianis writes that in 2019, as they have done countless of time, countless times, they got together a group of past and present senior U.S. government officials, both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans, to wage a simulated NATO-Russia war. And the, the question was, is there a way that NATO can defend its territory in Europe without Putin sending nuclear weapons, and killing lots of people. And he says over the last several years, with at least 100 different participants that held different ideas all over the map about war and political allegiances, the final answer was flat out no. There's no possible way for NATO to engage with Russia without eventually Russia pulling the trigger on nuclear weapons. And they just went through all the simulations and the problem is our strength. We're clearly, NATO as a whole, when it comes to a conventional attack. Well, it's like 30 countries. Yeah. Russia can't yeah, handle it. Some of them it. are very strong European countries. And, well, look at their trouble they're having with Ukraine. So exactly. they're having some trouble with Ukraine, and now they face 30 countries. Not that all 30 would participate, but we're talking about the big ones, including the U.S. and some of the European nations. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He might say, uh, this is going south real quick. i got to do something bigger. So they they uh, they did this run-through. It's really fascinating. I'm compressing this you know, by, by 90%, but you, you'll get the idea. Um, they, they said, okay, here's our scenario. Russia invades Ukraine. They make up uh, a bunch of nonsense about how Ukraine attacked them. And they assumed that Russia would be able to uh, take over uh, in roughly four days over the eastern area that they already semi-controlled. But Ukraine does not give up easily, just like in real life. And eventually Russia loses tanks and soldiers and fighter jets are shot down from the skies. Putin becomes outraged because he thought Ukraine would simply roll over. They predicted this in 2019. But, so far, it sounds good. Right. He said Putin's mistake would be he didn't factor in the decades worth of training that Ukraine received from the U.S. and and NATO, and also didn't factor in that Ukraine has been building up its military for years because Ukraine was focused on this scenario, and Putin is not didn't quite uh, calculate all that properly. Now here's where things go bad: a Russian ballistic missile, the guidance system fails and crash lands into Poland, and it kills 34 civilians. 
lands in a populated village. Again, this was not directed at Poland, but you have pictures now on social media showing children crying for mothers, bodies unrecognizable, demands for justice and revenge mount. Poland? Poland, right. Now you're really worked up. Well, yeah, now I want blood. Poland tries to show restraint, but NATO decides, you know what, we're going to start issuing a no-fly zone near Lviv in Ukraine, which is the biggest city closest to the Ukraine-Polish border. In other words, we're... We don't know if this is an accident or not, but we're not going to let it happen again. Moscow launches a massive cyber attack on Poland. And in just two hours, Russia takes Poland's entire electrical grid, banking sector, energy plants offline. Poland is now back in the Stone Age. And so uh, NATO decides to invoke Article 5 of the NATO Charter. They set up the no-fly zone in Lviv. And Russia is warned NATO is not intervening in the conflict, but it's going to ensure that its planes and the airspace around Lviv are protected. So there's no more of these accidents. And now Russia fears NATO is going to uh, use this as a base of operations to send over more sophisticated weapons. And he orders another cyber attack on the Baltic states, military infrastructure. That would be Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania. This is the last straw for NATO decides to directly intervene in Ukraine to push back against the Russian aggression. And before the announcement is even made, Russian intelligence sees NATO troop movements that indicate an impending attack and decides to strike first with tactical nuclear weapons. NATO decides to respond in kind. Russia then targets European cities with nuclear weapons. NATO and America respond in kind. What is left is an apocalypse and a, <laughs> and a billion people dead. And this was like who did who did this report? A this, think tank or this, a... this is a think tank. This this story is Harry Karzianis, and he appears on a lot of the cable news channels. He's a senior director of the Center for the National Interest, which is a national security think tank originally founded by uh, Richard Nixon back when he was president. And so they work on these. Uh, it, it, it's they, they like game out what could happen. Yeah, no, it's it, it is a war games uh, war scenario. games, and yeah. and you you come up with with they run simulations and yeah, and you come up with dozens of different ideas. And uh, well, what if we did this? What if he did that? Blah blah blah, back and forth. But his final point was: is no matter how we game this out, I always came back to Russia's Russia's going to start sending nukes because NATO can always beat Russia in a in a conventional warfare sense, which is right. why. And it's extremely frustrating. We're watching genocide on TV every night, which is why we're watching thousands of Ukrainians get slaughtered in front of our eyes because it's either that or a billion people die in a nuclear attack because they're assuming Putin doesn't give a crap that Putin's willing to do this. And once well, this is the main reason why there is not a no-fly zone and NATO's not getting involved because, yes, we could easily go down that road that you just described. Although the way they gamed it out there, I hate to use that expression, war games, but the way they uh, uh, had that possibility is that there's just some sort of an errant what, right. missile that ends up in Poland. and Which happens. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. That, that... Oh, I mean, look at, uh, I doubt they wanted to really blow up the nuclear plant last night, but they wanted to certainly take it over. And to do that, they had to start firing at the Ukrainians guarding it. So right. and if the... that's where that could go off the map. <laughs> but when you're firing at nuclear reactors... 
Well, now you got a roulette game going. They were trying to scare the Ukrainians guarding it to get away so we can take it. Right, but they, sta- they did. They started a fire, and the fire was within about 1,500 feet of the nuclear reactor. Right. You know, it's not hard to see that different weather conditions, uh, shooting maybe with a different weapon, you easily could have pierced the nuclear reactor, and then everything goes boom. And they had six of them there. Six of them. I, I mean, this is, this is really high stakes. And you're assuming everyone's going to act perfectly? I mean, we, we know, like, a lot of the Russian soldiers are a bunch of meatheads. We know Putin is a, is a crazy psychotic. We know Biden is, is uh, half in the bag. Uh, you know, he, he barely is aware of what's going on. Yeah, I, the I, only I, thing that breaks this, and it's probably just a childish, wishful thinking, is that they keep talking about they're going to have more talks, more negotiations. Is there something that the Ukrainians and Zelensky could give Putin that would stop this? Whatever that is, I don't know. Well, the talk uh, has always been neutrality. Putin's going to never tr- join NATO. You know, on on, on one day, it, we're we're not giving up uh, an inch. We're not giving up any territory. We're not giving up our right to join NATO, and blah blah blah. And then eventually, if Putin keeps destroying the cities and killing more children. Uh, your will breaks. Right. So that's what Putin wants, because Putin has again no empathy, no sympathy. He's a psychotic sociopath that he has no regard for other people's feeling. I don't know how anybody could look, you know, at children getting killed. I mean, I saw some video today on CNN of children just laying dead in a field and, and, and a mother coming up and screaming. Now, 99.99999% of people see that video and you want to cry. Boot looks at it and says, so. And that's, 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 that's evil. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after 3 o'clock, he's an author, founded an organization called Environmental Progress. Is Michael Schellenberger returning to the show? One of his recent books is San Francisco about the out-of-control homeless and drug problems in that city. And he will talk to us about Gavin Newsom's big announcement yesterday of a new program to treat the mentally ill, the drug addicted, the alcohol addicted, which could lead eventually to some form of conservatorship. A word that apparently, oh, the activists hate hearing that word. You're not going to take control of these homeless people. We want to let them die in the streets. Yes, anyway. that is their argument. We want to let them die in the streets. That's, that's what's happening, right? Yeah. Because we don't do anything. Uh, he also just wrote a uh, article, Europe is financing Putin's brutal invasion of Ukraine. And he'll explain what that all means. So we're going to have him on for a couple of segments and talk about each thing of those topics right after the news at 3 o'clock here on the uh, John and Ken Show. We'll keep you also up to date on Ukraine. And by the way, apparently this week is the two-year anniversary of Gavin Newsom's state of emergency. Do you really feel we're still in a state of emergency here and, in California? And, and they haven't rescinded it yet. No. In fact, the federal state of emergency is still around. Apparently there's a bill in the U.S. Senate to ax that, but the, the Biden administration, ah, it's too soon. No. It's too soon. We'd like having absolute power. Look at the fun Putin is having, huh? Imagine all these people, they want to be Putin. They not necessarily want to kill uh, thousands of people, but they want to have that kind of complete control over people's lives. It's the same impulse. Yeah. Slightly yeah. less violent. All right. So uh, we'll talk about all this in the uh, 3 o'clock hour. 
Uh, well, is it a is it a case of self defense, or is this postal worker gonna be in a lot of trouble? This happened in a neighborhood in Sacramento on Monday. A mail carrier carrier beat a wild turkey to death. What is it with people harming animals? I mean, come on already. Well, again, what did I say at the beginning of this? It could be self-defense. Apparently, there have been gangs of wild turkeys who have been in this neighborhood for some time now. Witnesses contacted wildlife wardens. Actually, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife is looking into it. Um, But a lot of people who were interviewed in the neighborhood said they are incredibly aggressive. In fact, there was a video of one of them pinning a postal worker up against his truck because (laughs) they're big. They're not small. If you see this, I wouldn't say they're ostrich size, but (laughs) yeah, there they are. Uh, One person said, I love the turkeys. They're a little friendly part of the neighborhood. But another guy said... His name is uh, Azadeh Kadimi, and he told a Sacramento TV station, uh, I saw three turkeys, and two of them just did not like me or my car. It was attacking me. It kept pecking at my front tire. I couldn't back up. I couldn't go forward. Um, another neighbor named Kate said they are pests and bullies. They harass the male people. They chase them. I personally had to intervene when they jumped on a mail carrier's back. It's self-defense, Deborah. What if you get a taser? Not, and not to tase the turkeys, but remember, I used the taser because of the noise. The wildlife, they don't really like that loud buzzing that, noise. The buzzing noise, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's my advice. Try that on the turkeys well, first. Plus, turkeys are ugly, and they're stupid. Well, So that means they should be beaten yeah, to death? Really? Well, <laughs> where are you going with this? <laughs> Well, was it they can't be reasoned with? <laughs> They're just not likable. Um, well, if you know, ended up on the Thanksgiving I, you know, table if, every year, maybe yeah, you wouldn't be likable either. ugly, stupid bird pecking at you aggressively, I can see why. Apparently the big males, they're referred to as the toms of the worst. Uh, warden for the California Department of Fish and Wildlife said you'd be surprised how aggressive they can be. And it looks like they go after people in uniforms, either postal mm. workers or oh, you know some of the package delivery service people. Problems with Which authority. is what dogs do, too. Dogs yeah. are very com- commonly do chase after yeah. and are particularly aggressive when it comes to uh, people in uniform that come on the property. Yeah, they want to defund the police, too, I hear, the turkeys. Um, so apparently the mail carrier was carrying some kind of stick or club and... You would think you could just use that to wave them off. But no. the claim is, and he's still being interviewed, and they haven't really sorted so this out. So he beat it to death? Oh. Yeah, it was killed. Right. He smacked it in the head with the club, and uh, it was it died. Did he take it home for dinner? Really? I don't know. Does wild turkey <laughs> taste the same as... I guess that's why they're just wild turkeys. I like it when you go, really. Would you do that? <laughs> I don't like turkey. Well, I don't think it should go to waste. I, no. I've never been a big thing. Well, not at fan. Thanksgiving. That would yeah. have been handy. You don't like turkey meat. I mean, no. apart from your anti-meat stance, but turkey meat doesn't. No, but I, I'm also not uh, saying that we should kill the wild turkeys. I would use my my la- my taser. And your taser. Scare it. All right. Well, I think he got it. Probably got pushed to the point of uh, this is happening every day. I'm tired of this. Well, maybe he's doing something to upset the turkeys, and that's why they're pissed at him. You never know. <laughs> Wait, is that the sound of a turkey getting whacked? <laughs> I guess. That's, Come that's on, in, that's inappropriate. <laughs> Uh, supposedly, on Deborah Mark's point a few minutes ago, 
they have tried pepper spraying the turkeys. Mm -hmm. They've no. kicked them. They hit them with their mailbags, and nothing works. They keep coming wow. at them. That's, uh, that's tough What do turkey. turkeys like to eat? Maybe they need to bring some kind of treat. <laughs> but you really are a pacifist. Well, I'm yeah, just but... saying that might make the turkeys not so angry what, and I more amenable. Some feed or yeah, whatever they eat? Yeah, something, whatever they eat. I, I don't really know what turkeys eat. But maybe bring some, I don't know, some kind of vegetable that maybe turkeys like. Anything other than beating them yes, to death. Yes, yeah. exactly. I see. So the Postal Service said they are doing a thorough investigation. They did have aggressive turkeys who have attacked other letter carriers in this area. It's a neighborhood of Sacramento, by the way. Now, postal workers have had a reputation for a long time, being short-tempered. I like the way they said, uh, well, if true, this may be inexcusable and does not reflect the efforts of our more than 650,000 employees who faithfully serve and deliver for America every day. <laughs> See, inexcusable. Beating to death a poor turkey is inexcusable. <laughs> now, here's the part that should tell you what the real problem is. Neighbors believe that somebody's feeding the turkeys. That's why more and more of them come uh, and hang around the neighborhood. That is exactly how you're going to get more wildlife. If you start feeding them, they'll just keep coming to the same place every day, expecting to come out again and put some food on the ground. And that's what they think is, uh, is happening. So I guess my treat idea isn't a good one. No, probably, probably backfire, and you'd have an army of angry turkeys pecking you'd, at right. you. You'd get them off your back for a minute, but then that'd be more of a problem because they're all going to come around expecting another and round you know of what? food. Maybe because they're so dumb, they wouldn't even react to the taser. I'm, I mean, they, I don't think they're going to like the noise. Well, John's right, though. That may not deter them. Now, if you actually zapped them, that well, could I would like slow to, them down. It'd be fun That's to test true. this out, but uh, put you in a room with a... With a tur with a wild turkey, turkey a I told you I had a little bird that was terrorizing me and scaring me. So no, I, I don't want a big turkey. A little to do bird it. was terrorizing. Yeah, you. it's a very long story for oh. another time. Okay, is that right? A little bird? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, one day I had a, and I think it was a, uh, a crow. It would not. It kept landing on my head and trying to grab at my hair. <gasps> really? Yeah, I was running on a path. What kind of shampoo and do you use? Even Ken another jogger it. noticed this. He didn't <laughs> understand it. And the more I ran, faster I ran. It's just caught up with me again and just dove down again. I was like, what the hell? Isn't that the uh, sign you're going to die? <gasps> when, when you have a black crow following you? No, I don't think so. Isn't think that you're the, talking like, about the birds outside your window at isn't night? That, like the There's grim a owl howling by my window. I think that's a grim. That's a Grim Reaper bird. Well, this is 10 years ago. I'm still He's here. He's still here. <laughs> so, so much for that. All right. Uh, we'll be talking to Michael Schellenberger next on two subjects. First, we'll talk about, because he knows a lot about the homeless and drug addiction problems, particularly with his book, San Francisco. We'll talk about Gavin Newsom's new idea concerning the homeless called CARE, where they might be taken into conservatorship. And then... He's going to talk about what's going on with Ukraine and Europe and its reliance on Russian energy. All coming up. John and Ken Show, Deborah Mark has news. KFI AM 640. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FASA members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.